Hello, and welcome to the Niche Podcast for Friday, April 4th, 2014. I'm Jonathan Stark. And I'm Kelly Shaver. And we're here to talk about building apps that run everywhere using open web standards like HTML, CSS, JavaScript, REST, and JSON. This week, we discuss big text on little screens. The Spritz SDK gets us thinking that reading a book on your watch might make sense after all. Please stay tuned. The Niche Podcast is next. Yeah, you can tell it's late. Yeah. If I sound relaxed, it's because I'm reclining. Oh, nice. Usually nice. stand when we do the podcast. Ah. Uh, holding the mic in your hand. And exactly. Relaxed tonight. I'd do that if I had a long enough cord. <laughs> yes, I had to. I had to especially drag over a uh, extension cord for my computer. My MacBook Pro is like, geez, I'm gonna say it's six years old. Mm -hmm. So as soon as the battery hits like 40% turns red because it's going it, to, I never noticed it, but I think the color changes not based, well, I know the color changes not based on the percentage remaining, but the amount of time remaining that that percentage ah, will last you. Yes. yes, that's true. So whatever that time limit is, 40% uh, battery is not enough for me to <laughs> make it. It's about to, it's, it's given up on you. Yeah, it's time for a new lappy. Definitely time for a new lappy. Yeah. If only um, I hadn't spent 1600 bucks on Google Glass. Yeah. <laughs> I need to get that back to you, I guess. Yeah, at some point, I'm not really in a rush for the headache. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. You could probably sell it and get most of your money back. Yeah, I... No, I want to keep, I, it's like, it's, yeah. it's, it's amazing and disappointing at the same time. I know. I, I had the same reaction. Yeah. It's the, it's futuristic not to, I mean, we're not, we're going to probably talk about this a little bit later, but, uh, but, uh, uh, what we're talking about dear listener, is that I did box up and send the Google glass down to Kelly and, uh, we did, I don't even know if we, I think we talked about that. I think you, I think you mentioned it a couple times. Yeah, yeah, we must have. But uh, yeah, your uh, immediate reaction was migraine and nausea. <laughs> yeah, my immediate reaction was migraine and nausea, and I can't see this worth crap. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a problem. Yeah, the like the large, there's, I noticed there's basically three different text sizes. Mm-hmm. And the the large text I could see just fine, and the medium I could see with a little bit of difficulty, and the small just, just forget it. Mm. It was not happening. Yeah. And most of the instructional text on how to set it up and use it and everything is written in the the tiny, <laughs> tiny stuff. And Richard couldn't see it either. Um, Kira could make it out with difficulty. What was her reaction? She was kind of, eh. Yeah. I mean, we didn't really get far enough in it to into it to to use it a whole lot. Yeah. And I think if she if we had well, still at the same time, you know, eh, what what is a what is a um, eleven year old need that Glass does like instant messenger? Yeah. Basically, it. I I could see a a kid totally digging the can. No, there's no. 
like it, it just always comes back to the same thing, which it sucks. Wear gla- wearing glasses sucks. Yeah. It's like yeah. people pay thousands of dollars to not have to wear glasses. <laughs> right. So you're not going to pay thousands of dollars to put them on unless there's an extremely compelling reason. Right. I mean, she thought it was kind of neat, but eh, not practical. Not like she would, oh, I want to own one of these kind of thing. Yeah, it's definitely not a live without. It's the, There's some things that you could change about it that would make me like it a lot better, but they would kill the battery. So Yeah. You know, like the screen should be on all the time. Like when yeah. a notification comes in, the screen should light up and it should show you the notification. You shouldn't have to touch it. Yeah, exactly. That, but, that was that was super annoying. Yeah, it's, you know, you want it to be hands-free. It's it's not as hands-free as you'd think it would be. Mm-hmm. You have to, um, you really have to touch that. you got to touch it a lot. It's very needy. Yeah, it is. It is. It needs to be caressed. Uh, <laughs> like they've got that. They've got that big, big touch panel on the right side. They could have put, could have put the rest of the electronic components on the left and ran a very tiny wire and kind of balanced out the weight a mm. little better. Mm. Yeah, that was Erica's reaction as well. Is that that it's the the asymmetry of it is not cool with her at all. Yeah, like overall, I didn't find it like super super heavy. It was a little bit heavier than a pair of glasses, but it wasn't it wasn't super heavy. Mm. But um, just the, the how imbalanced it was was yeah. it's like kind of annoying. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I got a headache, but I don't think it was from the weight of it. I think it was from the eye strain of trying to see it. Interesting. My the headache I get is from it squeezing my head and pushing on my the bridge of my nose. Yeah. Well, you you've got a giant head. That's true. Yes, a giant delicate head. <laughs> Richard actually has Richard has a giant head as well, yeah. and he actually has grooves in the side of his head from the the temple pieces on his glasses from so many years of wearing them, like in oh. the bone. Wow. Yeah, like the, the, his skull has kind of grown around his glasses. It's, uh, it's like one of those very tree disturbing. limbs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's good he can still take them on and off. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be unfortunate. Well, dear listener, we're totally getting ahead of ourselves. Let's. Uh, I guess we should back up and do a little bit of housekeeping before we get too far into the fun stuff. Yeah. The uh, sticker update. Yes. Uh, they so, are. They are all gone. They've all gone out now. Oh, good. I wasn't sure. Excellent. So I saw at least one person post uh, his uh, sticker is proudly emblazoned on the back of his laptop, and he posted it on. Uh, it, was, it was Twitter, I think. Yes. Yes, I saw that. And some of them, some of them, some of them went out as late as yesterday. So, okay. So if you don't get them, you know, if, if you're international, it may take God knows how long. (laughs) Yeah. How many international ones did you have to send out? Uh, in all, I believe five. Wow. Check us out. We are international. Um, well, six, if you count six or seven, if you count Canada, that doesn't count. Canada doesn't count. But yeah, Coleman McFarland, big fan, dear listener. <laughs> He's got a picture of his. Uh, I don't. I can't recognize what it looks like. A ThinkPad. Yeah, it's a ThinkPad. Nice, next to what looks like an iPad with the niche website on it. So. Oh, nice. That's pretty fancy. He's got us on his laptop along with a GitHub sticker. Yeah, it made me want a GitHub sticker actually. 
I have some around here somewhere, but I can't find them. I, I want to put one on my Chromebook, but I can't find them. I've got yeah. like seven or eight laying around. Yeah, I'm I'm like not usually stickers on the laptop guy, but once I do one, I want it covered. Right. You don't want just one. You can't. Yeah, I'm, can't I'm not normally one. a sticker person, but for some reason, putting it on the Chromebook doesn't bother me as much as putting it on that that brushed aluminum, the MacBook Air. Yeah. See, like sullying it. The perf- yeah. Although the I do have a, I do have a sticker on on the the MacBook Air from the Wicked Good Ruby conference last year. Well, there you go. So, well, folks, if you uh, when you receive your stickers, please do post photos, either on Twitter or other social media, so that we can uh, chat it up. That'd be cool. Yes. And finally, there's a little bit of conference news. Um, the, I mentioned last week, the internal conference thing that, uh, I'm offering now that's, uh, that's officially a go, got one mm-hmm. of those books so far. So apparently people think it's a good idea and worth the money. So if you're interested in that, please go to my website and check it out. Um, uh, but also more importantly, um, the artifact conference, have you heard of that one? Uh, I have heard of it, but not in great detail. So. Yeah, feel, it's feel uh, free to elaborate. Yeah, it's uh it's it's a little bit more designery than most of the conferences that I uh do, but um uh my friend Jenville from Twitter is mm-hmm. who's actually who actually lives near me in the real world, Jen Robbins, is one of the organizers and uh they are doing an artifact conference in Austin and also in Providence. So that's where I live, so it's very convenient. Yes. But the Austin one is coming up on, I want to say May 7th. It is May 5th through 7th in Austin, Texas. So dear listener, if you're in the Austin, Texas area or will be in early May, check out uh, artifactconf.com slash Austin. And um, I will be speaking at it as will Josh Clark and Brad Frost and... Uh, other good friends of the show. Uh, a oh, bunch the of people. Gang, the gang's all there. Yeah, the gang's all there. Stephen Hay. I wonder if Dan Mall as well. Um, so, so that's going to be cool. And we are. I'm also doing a workshop there on the uh, the last day, the seventh, about uh, cross platform perfection. What to do when media queries just aren't enough. <laughs> <laughs> Care less. <laughs> <laughs> Lower your expectations. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Normally that's what you do, but every once in a while there is a good reason to actually go the extra mile and attempt to overlay text and images on a playing video <laughs> or something crazy like that. <laughs> uh, I, I would never do something like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And make it responsive. Yeah. So, folks, if you are if you ever did want to overlay text on a playing video and wanted to know how to make it work on uh, any size screen, <laughs> you will certainly learn about that and other things. Are you are you gonna are you gonna punch me the next time you see me? We are. I think we're we're up for some fisticuffs in both directions. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Uh, my OCD naming has definitely, uh, I'm sure, gotten me some swear names cursed my way. uh but that's uh i think that's all the housekeeping and next week should be a regular week Uh, i don't think we have anything unusual schedule wise 
Not so, that I can think of. Yeah, do you have anything? No. All right, so let's talk about our feature content. Uh, this week was announced the uh, SDK for a product called Spritz. Uh, Kelly and I have, I don't think we've talked about it on the show, but we have talked, we've had conversations about Spritz in the past. Yeah, we played around with their little demo and kind of went through it and in amazement together. Yeah, so it's this, it's, it's a technology, I guess, that allows um, or provides what they call serial reading. It's a, it's sort of like a speed reading thing. That's, I think, the main idea in the... Uh, well, do you want to describe it? You're, you, yeah, I think you were the one that found it in the first place. Yeah, no, you sent it to me, I think. But yeah, they're, I think they're billing it as like a speed reading app, but I see many other applications for it as well. Um, and the basic idea is that it uh, gives you this little this little player widget thing that shows you one word at a time, and there are uh, there's a I think it's a sing- I think it's a single letter. It might be a combination of letters, but anyway, there's part of the word that's supposed to be like the the key thing that your brain can can latch onto to quickly identify the word is highlighted in a different color so it stands out, and um, uh, it pretty much just runs through the text at whatever speed you set it to and displays it, you know, displays it to you one word at a time very rapidly. That's, that's funny because I didn't think of it like a player, but it totally is a player. Yeah. 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 So, um, the, and so when whoever came across first, I don't remember, but, uh, when we saw it, we were both like, Oh, let's, you know, try this out. And, uh, and it starts off, it basically starts off by playing, the content of the page that you're on. Mm-hmm. So you could just read it normally, but um, it kind of walks you through a tutorial of, of how it works. And it starts off with uh, at 250 words per minute, which is roughly an average reading speed. And it's the funniest feeling. It feels like it feels more like someone's talking to you. It feels more like you're watching TV or, or it's weird because it, actually to me, it feels like I'm listening to a podcast with my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Because your your fo- your eyes are focusing on something, but they're not yeah. jumping around. They're, in fact, they're the the less they move, the better. Yeah. So you can so you you get used to it really quickly. It starts to feel slow almost instantly. Like within ten seconds, you're like, okay, this is too slow. Yeah. And like we had it jacked up to like like five or six hundred words per minute before we were like, you know, this is I'm just skimming at this point. I should. Yeah, I should ratchet it down a little bit. Yeah, I think you were reading at 650 or, or 600 words per minute. And I, like like the fastest I could do and still comprehend it well was 450. Yeah, I could, like, read, it at, I could read it at 5 and 550. But like to, to retain it, 450 was, was my speed. Yeah, there is a there is a balance there where you want to... It's like if, if you're skimming it looking for a spot that you're interested in and not actually trying to comprehend or read it or like yeah, retain you can fly it. Through it, you could fly through it at 600 words per minute. No problem. But if you were, yeah, I'm with you like right around four, but, but see like even 400 words per minute, that's crazy. Yeah. So, but so the thing is, I, th- I think that's the, 
that's the obvious app of, you know, the, the obvious use of it is for speed reading, but there's some, and I think they're well aware of this because they call it reading uh-huh. their, you know, their, their tagline is reading reimagined. And I, I, I agree that that's what it's like because it creates a whole new way to read. And it, um, and it's sort of like, just accidentally because you're only ever showing one word at a time and i think the maximum i think like the 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 largest word that they show without breaking the word because they do break really long words mm-hmm. into like like a hyphenated thing uh is like 13 characters which covers 98 percent of the english language and so so what you end up with is you only ever need room for uh one word at a time no matter how much content you have. Yeah. So assuming, and maybe this is a big assumption, but assuming it for a second that it's not uncomfortable and like it's a, it's a fine reading experience for you. Like it's, it's not a problem, which apparently it is a problem for some people, but <laughs> apparently, yeah. Um, let's just say it's not a pro like the actual, like you're comfortable reading that way. That Maybe freeze, not necessarily super fast, but yeah. But even at like your normal speed, like say two fifty, three hundred words per minute, something like that, um, it totally changes the possibilities for the user interface. Yeah. So and it gets yeah, around like, a ton of really hard uh, UX programming s- issues. Yeah, like I could read a novel on my microwave. Yeah or your watch or your yeah. Google glass or, you know, the new Microsoft glasses. They just bought another, they bought a Google glass competitor. Oh, did they? Yeah. Yeah. I can't pronounce the name of it, but it's like Ouster hut or something like that. Mm. They look far cooler by the way. <laughs> <laughs> and they're, they're augmented reality too. They're not like off to the right. Oh, nice. But anyway, um, but so it, there's just like so many possibilities, like, like one of the things that came up was, uh, closed captioning for people, you know, like on closed caption TVs, because when like a lot of times at the gym, they've got the captioning on the TV because they don't have, they don't want to have all the different volumes on. Right. And it's like impossible to watch the the screen and read the words. Right, because you you've got this big long sentence that you have to read before it disappears in a second and a half. Yeah, so you're like you're looking left to right like crazy to read, and you're trying to look up and down to see the see what the the screen is doing. But if you just had like one word placed, sort of you know maybe sixty or seventy percent of the way down the screen, you know like just up from the yeah. bottom, you could just look right in the center of the screen, which is yeah. where the action is. And they could they could display the words just as quickly as the people are saying them. Yeah. And it would be synced up perfectly yeah. or close to, it could theoretically be synced up close to perfect. Yeah. So like for, for video transcripts and close captioning, it would be like, it would be awesome. It would be, it would be great for that. And I also found uh, that I had like, for me, it basically eliminated eye strain when reading something. Yes. I, I had the same reaction. My, my reaction was I didn't, I was like, wow, I can read really, I, I had no problem with it. I was like, I can read really fast with this. And then when I went back to reading regular, I was like, oh, my eyes what hurt. a chore. Oh, this is laborious and tedious. <laughs> and oh, I'm getting tired just yeah. moving my eyeballs back and forth. I have to. Yeah, <laughs> I have, well, I have really bad vision. 
Yeah. And I have really severe nystagmus, which is involuntary eye movement. Mm. And so large text that doesn't involve scanning and, and tracking and keeping focus of my position on a, on like lines and lines of, of, of writing. Mm. Yeah. It just, it was much easier to read. And I, I was sitting there and I was like, you know, where was this when I was in school? <laughs> right. Yeah. And I, I found that the, it's, it's not an- moving in an animated fashion. They're not sliding by. Right. like a crawl but but there's motion happening on the screen because the screen is changing and i found that it just i didn't have a hard time like uh b- breaking the habit of my eye wanting to go to the right because it was just attracted to the motion yeah. automatically but um uh you know i had a conversation on twitter you know i tweeted about it this morning i'm like i'm like oh think you're never going to read a, wa- a book on your watch well think again and uh and a couple of people got back to me and were like, that technology is crap. I tried that. You know, it, it, you know, I felt like my eyes were going to bleed after 30 seconds and maybe it'd be okay for short snippets of text, but it's, it'll never work for long form. And, you know, I think, I think that was Andy Matthews. Uh, hey Andy. Um, <laughs> and Tim Cadlick. And they both, they both had the same, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not disputing that they had that. Right. Right. You know, they, they didn't like it. It didn't work for them. So I'm not saying it, it, it will work for everyone, but it's certainly an amazing option that opens up all kinds of possibilities from a user interface standpoint, because you could take a big, huge blog post and, uh, and play it on your watch. And in fact, you know, you just, you just sort of playing around with glass and also my experience with the pebble watch, there are plenty of times when it's like, Oh, I wish I could, I really wish I could scroll down the next page of this mm-hmm. or um, like it's classic on the pebble. If you get an email, it shows you the beginning of the email, but almost you can't read the rest of it. Yeah. But in almost always. So what, what happens is, especially when you're getting into a thread with someone and they're kind of using email like chat. Yeah. They just, and it's just like a one line response, but but it doesn't make it onto the screen because when they send an email, it's got like all of the CCs and everything. Right. And all the header information. Yeah. And it's like the, in the, yeah. And the subject and the subject, you know, forward, 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 re, you know, blah, 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 blah. Jody said, and I'm like, ah, and those are the kind of emails that you really want to see on your watch because they're the ones that that's that quick back and forth. You just want to right. see it real quick and be, you know, know if, whether or not you need to put your phone out of your pocket. So um, it would be great to be able to just tap on the screen or press the button on the side and have it play, play the email. The email. Yeah. It would be awesome. Yeah. <clears throat> you do have to kind of, it does take a little bit of, I guess, letting go of just like the way I'm sure everyone has pretty much learned to read. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because uh, like the big the biggest hurdle for me was not um not trying to read words in my head as they were coming up on the screen. Cuz you can't do that. You can like you can't subvocalize text at 600 words a minute. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, it just kind of washes over you. Yeah. It's, it's really interesting. It's a different experience. So speaking of different experience, so now, so like, well, before we move on to that, like the, 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 the takeaway in the context of the show, <clears throat> I think so far is twofold. One is that, um, you know, the, the sort of mobile first 
concept or or what we I, you know I prefer to say start small because watches are coming and and that'll be the that'll be the most constrained environment very very soon and the concept of of those con- the the nature of those constraints are changed by this so it's it's a new way to present text that uh, breaks out of some of the sort of normal constraints of having a lot of text on a little screen. Yeah. So that's one thing. The other thing is, uh, is, uh, is your content, like, is your, will your content work with this? And that sort of sounds weird, but there's certain kinds of content, content that, that would not work in this way. Like an obvious example would be tables. Yeah, or anything anything that references anything else, or that has a lot of nested links, or yeah, so yeah. Or, or like or like calls to action, yeah. or um, it's great for like it's great for I feel like it's really good for like like longer form stuff. Like Andy mm-hmm. was saying, he's like, oh no, maybe it'd be good for a short snippet. Well, I was like, well, short snippets. What would be the point? Like you can fit those everywhere. <laughs> yeah you know like why would you even bother implementing that it doesn't like i don't want to read a tweet in 0.3 seconds <laughs> yeah it doesn't like i see his point like he doesn't want to use it so he only wants to to have short things happen that way but you don't even right. need it for short things it's perfect for for me it's perfect for like thousand word article yeah like, i don't think i would want to sit and read a whole novel that way but like your average blog post totally fine yes more so it, so I, it would be awesome if you could like link it up to your Instagram. Uh, not I always <laughs> say that Insta paper. Insta paper. Yeah, I want it on Wikipedia. Yeah, there you go. So so the two things there are it 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 frees you from some of the constraints that you are that are presumed with a very small screen. That's one thing, and the other thing is that. Um, you need to make sure that you're co- not make sure, but your your the nature of your content would make it a better or worse fit with this. So, um, it is possible that that your content wouldn't be wouldn't come across well with spritz or something like this. But I would I would argue that if your content doesn't, you should probably have a good reason for it not to. Because if you don't have a good reason, it means your content's probably not usable in a lot of other really useful places. Yeah. So it just gets you thinking about, I think it, it gets you thinking about content in a very different way and user interface in a very different way. Okay, so there's that. But then there's the, the I wish I hadn't come up with this name, but then there's the Jackbooks <laughs> issue or the Jackbooks <laughs> angle. I so, wish you hadn't come up with that name either. I hate it now, but now that's the name. It's like... I, we should come up, what's a what's be another name what uh, i don't know what else i don't know if we come someone please give us a different name for that but the it's a meta book let's say meta book there we go that's a terrible yeah, that's, name too but at least it doesn't make me at least it doesn't make me want to take a shower yeah it doesn't seem like the pages are stuck together <laughs> so <laughs> let's say meta book from now on okay so so uh my buddy Tav from back of the Staples day goes Tav. Um, he, so I guess it was years ago, but there was a Java program that did kind of the same thing. Mm-hmm. And he and a friend read Alice in Wonderland together simultaneously. So they like, almost like they watched a movie of the book. 
or like they listened to a podcast with their eyes of Alice in Wonderland. Like that's like crazy. Just sitting there together going like, yeah, that is. I don't know if they're in the same room, but they did it at the same time. Yeah. Uh, and, and so what's nuts about that, and this was one of the things that came up when we were talking about meta books <laughs> was that um, we were talking, one of the things that we were talking about was having sound effects and sort of ambient sound effects in the background mm-hmm. that were appropriate to the scene. So like if you were, the example we were using back then was like um, a Dresden novel. So you could have like sort of nighttime sounds and spooky sound effects in that kind of a scene. Uh, like if he was in the nether nether and like, you know, spiders were chasing him or something, yeah. you, you know, you could have a sort of creepy Halloween-ish kind of background, subtle, but creepy, uh, that was appropriate to the content on that page. But it was always like, you only ever knew where the person was in the page. But right. with this, you know where they are down to the word. Yeah, you know exactly where they're at. Yeah, which which changes it. That's like, yeah. it makes it super intense. And they even they even talk about this on the Spritz site um, where they they want to be able to um, you like underlay or overlay the player and text on images that are appropriate to what you're talking about, which it could be distracting, but it is exactly the concept that we were talking about with. Yeah, yeah, it is the, the big issue I see there with that is just that the experience may be weirdly different depending on your reading speed yeah i don't know if i don't know if they would be changing i don't know if if what he is describing uh is that they would be changing throughout the text or if you just would plop an image under the text it was you know like like you go to a TechCrunch article and they have like a like a no reason graphic at the top that has (laughs) you know like like every blog has yeah. yeah like a picture of a bitcoin like you could have just left that off really come on they're not even real. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, but I think that's kind of what he's getting at where your blog could, you know, you could have um, like your, it'd be perfect for a feed reader or Instapaper. Like Feedly, you could, you could be like, you know, the, you go through your feed reader, each, each of them usually has a graphic associated with it. And that could just be under there, um, you know, maybe blurred out a little bit or, or low contrast and then the text is playing over that so you have sort of context of the blog or maybe it's the the icon of the the blog or like the the mm-hmm. logo of te- the TechCrunch logo underneath it or something so get a little branding in there uh, which is probably what he why he was talking about it but it really it struck me how similar this was like how many things it had in common with meta books <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that's it definitely. I mean, you you would know exactly where, exactly where someone was in the text, and you could apply effects accordingly. <laughs> yeah, and I love the group experience angle too. Yeah, like everybody could sit. You know, every you know, it's like bad movie night, but bad book night. Yeah, like we do bad movie night over Skype. Yeah, so I wonder. You know, there's. I love the. I just. I don't know. There's something about the. It's kind of out there and probably not, it would never be a mainstream thing, but the, the, the idea of being able to, like, like when we read the Harry Potter books, we, we had the physical books and we took turns reading them aloud. So one of us was always kind of sitting there being read to, and this feels more like being read to than reading to me. It feels feels more like listening. It kind of does because the information's just being thrown at you. Yeah. It's coming you at you in a to, stream. You don't have to get it, you know? 
you don't have to make any effort to 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 look and find and read the words. They're just kind of oh hey look words. You yeah, know? <laughs> it's more passive than regular reading. Yeah. It's it's more like listening to a podcast. Yeah, I hadn't thought of that, but you're right. It is. It, it's like listening with your eyes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so I don't know. It's it's just like anyway. I mean, I feel like this is a little a little more far afield from the core point of the of the podcast, but yeah. it's it's a really really intriguing. I don't know. I can't. It opens I, it just, up a lot of possibilities. Yeah, I have like lots of different ideas. It's like when I walk into a Hobby Lobby. <laughs> like, wow, I could, what can I do with this paper mache egg? <laughs> I could do lots of things with this. I could do lots of things. None of them interesting for anyone but me. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's, you know, that's why Spritz is like Hobby Lobby. Yeah. <laughs> well, Easter is coming up. Uh, yeah, well, but I didn't just pick paper mache egg out of the air, Kelly. Yeah. I know. We've got them all over the place. Yeah. Do you have, I, I was wondering if you had like a Cooper story to go with that or something. Yeah. not. I have a couple of funny Cooper stories from today, but they're more like poop related. Oh, wow. So. <laughs> it's like the. <laughs> you ever notice there's a poop voice? Like, um. <laughs> it's, it's like, it's like, uh, it's like this. Like, are you. You know, he's still like, he's like a late potty trainer. So he's still like, you know, so Erica had him out today and he, they were, they went for a, it's finally, finally a nice day. They went for the first long walk of the season. Mm-hmm. And it's the first time that, you know, he had been in diapers this time last year. So, right. uh, you know, as Erica's telling me the story where they're walking and, you know, they stop in this toy store on the way back and he goes, mom, am I wearing underpants or a diaper? <laughs> She go, she's like, you know, she knows why. You're wearing underpants. Do you have to go to the bathroom? Yes. <laughs> so they run into the bathroom. And so this is, I'm pre, you know, it was pretty impressive. It was like first time. Yeah. In a, I, this is his first time on a big potty at all. And it was a public one. Okay. Yeah. That's a, that's a big, a big hurdle. Right. So I was like, so I said, to, I'm like, well, what did he hold on to? And she was like, I was, he was holding on to me. She's like, I was crouching down. He's sort of like hunched yeah. over, like. Yeah, been there, done that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. And so, so she's like, she's like, are you done yet? And he's like, and that's when the poop voice came in. He's like, no, not, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like. You then, do that disturbingly well. Oh, I've got, I've, I have lots of experience with the poop voice. And so then, you know, there's like plop <laughs> and he goes that was one chunk <laughs> do you have more chunks <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh my god kids are the best they're so kids are so yeah. funny so funny when Kira when Kira first started getting tooth fairy money you started calculating how many how many teeth she would need to lose to buy things. Yeah, the tooth fairy came up the other day here too. It was like, he's like, Dad. So, because the Easter Bunny tooth fairy, that it's all it all started to come up because the Easter Bunny. It's like, Dad. So, does the tooth fairy come down the chimney too? And I'm like, No, the just Santa comes down the chimney. He's yeah. like, Well, how does the tooth fairy get in? And I'm like, Cooper. 
it's a tooth fairy. They just get in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's so awesome because he's that age where you can just say stupid, illogical stuff like that and it works. Yeah. But uh, he's still he's still sort of scratching his head like, uh, I don't know about that. He hasn't quite got to the math. Like he hasn't lost any teeth yet. So he hasn't, he doesn't quite get, he doesn't get money. Like he doesn't really get it. Yeah, well, he's four. Yeah, it's weird. But I like, when's, he, when's weird, he ever going to, he's never going to see cash. When's he going to see cash? That's, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, you know, like I don't even give Kira her allowance money. Like I just keep tabs. And it's then like, she oh. says, I want to buy. Basically, you, you basically, yeah. yeah, you're a credit card. Yeah. But, yeah, basically, I just keep tabs. And then she's like, I want this. And it's usually on Amazon. So <laughs> I have to order it anyway. So. <laughs> what would be the point of giving her cash? Exactly. <laughs> wow, I just have that's to go true. to the bank then. Yeah, what would be the point of like going to the bank, getting cash, giving it to her so that she can give it back to you so you could go back to the bank? Deposit it so I can order her stuff off Amazon. Yeah, what's you just write it yeah. down. What's the difference? Isn't that funny? That's really weird. I haven't, we haven't, we've talked about the allowance concept, but I didn't ever think, I just assumed we would give him physical cash, but why would we? Yeah. Yeah. And I find without the physical cash, like she tends to not spend it. Hmm. And she doesn't, she's doesn't like, burn a hole in her pocket. Yeah. She's so got like speak. $300, $300 saved up right now. That's more than me. On her tab. <laughs> nice. She's like, I want such and such for my birthday. And I'm thinking, you know, you have enough money to just buy it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's free for my birthday. Yeah. And she wants a trampoline. <laughs> There's a joke. Somewhere. Yeah. It, it, the, jo the trampoline joke is they used to be called jumpolines until your mom got on it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I'm so bad at telling jokes. You can't tune a fish to get to the others. <laughs> and I think we've reached the end of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Did you want to talk about metalwork? Yeah, we should mention it. It doesn't. Yeah. It, it's it's a little outside of the outside, out, of, outside of the context of yeah, but it's reading things unless you want to put a tiny screen on it. That's well. That's a good point. Uh, but it's a kiss, kicks a cool Kickstarter, and it'll be over soon. So you, people should. This would be the time to talk about it if we were gonna. Uh, yeah, I just kind of stumbled across it because I, I occasionally browse Kickstarter when I feel the need to spend money for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's easy. And um, it's it's a think of it as just like a like a little tiny Arduino. Mm. I guess is the best way to describe it. <laughs> it's got. Um, Bluetooth low Bluetooth low energy and can connect to your connect to your phone, hmm. and you can attach various different sensors to it. And there's a, there's an API for sending and receiving to and from it. Yep. And the idea is basically uh, like DIY wearables because the the chip the chip is about it's about the size of a quarter. Yeah, real small. So, and it's got uh, what are the? It comes, I think, with a, a couple of sensors. LEDs, vibration sensors. Like yeah, I think there's a piezo, whatever, however you pronounce that. Piezo, like little, you know, like beep speaker. Yeah, I, I know it can. I think it can vibrate. Yes, it definitely can vibrate. Yeah. Because the coolest thing, one or one of the coolest things about it, 
uh, is that they have some designs up on Shapeways that you can download and 3D print to like stuff it in a wristband or yeah. other types of like other types of enclosures. I wonder so, if you could do your custom notifications that way. I that's exactly that's exactly what I was thinking. And they and they do all of the dirty work of all the stuff that like I got an Arduino and I was like this is so cool and, and, and like and then I had a soldering iron in my hand and then I it wasn't cool yeah. anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's why I don't have any sensors or anything on the Raspberry Pi. I just have a little tiny computer in a cigar box in a cigar box. Yeah, on the end table. Yeah. So this this though is super duper small, and you can build your you know roll your own wristband, and it does it's funny. It doesn't look any worse than like a pebble. Yeah. And you just like slip the thing inside of it, and they already have like starter apps for iOS and Android, so. You don't even have to do that part. You just take the source code for the app. It's on GitHub. And you just like talk to the API and over Bluetooth. And you're pro like you're programming it. Like yeah. you're programming a wearable. You've done basically, you're basically a loser. <laughs> <laughs> like me, you spent 35 bucks. 35 yeah. bucks. Yeah, that's all. Like they had some some cheaper early bird stuff, which is all gone. They reached their funding goal in in a day. Yeah. <laughs> and but yeah, thirty five bucks, and you get the kit, which is like the sensors and the 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 little metaware chip thing. And yeah, I've got it up right yeah. now. So you get you get the for thirty five bucks, you get your own metaware kit, which is a board plus basic accessories plus extra sensors, LEDs, batteries, and a bonus surprise. Bonus surprise. Excellent. I'm hoping the bonus surprise is a wristband. Yeah, that would be cool. Or a brooch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it could be a different type of sensor. Who knows? But yeah, it'll probably be like whatever they have left a over. teeny tiny display. So, yeah, imagine. So, I mean, the thing is small. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. It's like, this is this is very cool. Like, you, you might as well, you might as well buy it. Yeah, for 35 bucks, you might as well. Yeah, I mean, a Fitbit is like... 150 or something and obviously fitbit's more polished and does stuff but hey they still recall them <laughs> you know it's like you know and you can just like hack on this and do whatever you want and you're exactly right you read my mind it's like i want the i want like the the uh morse code vibrate notifications basically the right. third third eye suit from damon by daniel suarez yeah it's like oh erica is like three short vibrations and yeah, or get a couple of them, put one on like like one on each, not on each wrist, but like one on uh, like each shoulder or upper arm or whatever. You could have like yeah. a you know like a sleeve, and and like you feel a vibration pattern where it sends like a a downward swoop or an upward swoop, and those mean different things. And I you know I probably won't go that far, but right. And I mean, really, your only lim your only limitation there is how many Bluetooth low energy devices you can connect to your phone. Yeah, that is this. That's the sucky part of all of these things, which is that they all depend on Bluetooth, which is nightmare is an overstatement, but it's pretty bad. It's pretty annoying. Yeah, but right now there's not really a better alternative if you I want. Know small and, and still have some computing power yeah yeah there's the zigbee stuff but that's all encumbered and yeah wi-fi direct for some reason nobody likes i don't know why maybe it's power or something <clears throat> i mean with a name like bluetooth low energy one one 
would imagine that it's low energy. The bad, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that other things are higher. Yeah, <laughs> it sort of implies that, that there are higher things. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, uh, just the big picture here, though, is is wearables in general. I think it's just like obviously it's a big tech trend, and but it's it's the watches are going to happen. The watches are happening. Yeah, and that's when it'll start becoming mainstream. Yep. Is when we get good watches. Yep. Like Google Glass isn't going to be mainstream for years. Nah. Yeah, it'll be. It needs to be a different. It needs to be different. Yeah. But um, I mean, it's 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 becoming a thing. Yeah. And I just I just looked down and discovered my hand is covered in blood. On that note. <laughs> <laughs> That's our show for this week. I'm Jonathan Stark. And I'm Kelly Shaver. And we hope you join us again next week for the Niche Podcast. Bye.